right, what's going on, everybody? It is episode 51. Should I play that? Welcome, everyone. That's your host, Chris, aka SSG Blackrot. That's SSG Blackrot on a bunch of platforms. I mean, Twitch, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what else am I on? Uh, next week, TikTok. I'm going to be everywhere. It's oh, God. Everywhere. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just had someone told me the other day I was like, yo, Chris, you're not like, you know, shouting out your tag. Like, how can I, how can the people find you? Yo, you find me everywhere. You can find, should I play that everywhere? Mm-hmm. I just type in, should I play that? Or if you wanted to find me in particular, SSJ Blackrod. That's SSJ B L A C K A R R O T. Cause apparently some people are spelling it wrong because I spelled it wrong, but that's neither here. <laughs> nor there people that see the name they get the they they get like the reference if you get it you get it if you know you know mm. and with that we got rod in the building what's going on rod how you doing oh wait pointing this way how you doing man <laughs> uh man you know we're recording uh decently late tonight and that intro just jolted me like it woke me up so much like i like how it started high and then it got really like it got normalized, like you it, it became equal, like it was equalized itself. And I really appreciated that, you know. I've got that energy now. It's good. Like I, I'm like hype right now. You should, the people on YouTube, they saw, they like, they see everything now. So like, with me doing this stuff, like I have to make sure that I'm not looking crazy, which I half the time I am, but like i have to stay conscious that i have like a camera in my face Mm. so once again you know for the people that don't know we are on youtube i know we've been you know for for almost a year now Mm -hmm. we've been consistent every week another episode and you know you can find us on soundcloud uh apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, uh spotify um if you use like a specific uh podcasting app we're there just look up should i play that and we're there. So we've been doing the audio episodes for about a year and now we're doing video. So, um, you know, that was funny. The first couple of episodes I tried throwing in, um, like video clips of the video games that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Turns out YouTube hates that. Yep. And <laughs> like all those videos got, uh, content, content strikes. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out a way of using clips that won't get strikes which i guess i sort of have to like just like research how people are getting away with it right but i mean apparently to, for a lot of people they're saying youtube is like downhill at this point especially i guess more so for like what we do mm-hmm. like content wise so i don't know we'll figure it out it's still you know early in the year we're just getting started with this stuff but I'm I'm excited, you know. We just came from episode 50. We uh just reminiscing over you know the last year. Um, it's crazy. Like I feel that you know we had like the whole uh, game of the year episode, and we had uh you know episode 50. Like I don't know. Like it's I think at this point we're sort of like on cruise control until E3, which even then at this point is it gonna be like a big thing anymore so <laughs> yeah. we, I, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that at some point this episode but um rod man how'd you how, i'm sorry how are you doing man what's going on with you oh you're you're good man i i've been 
all right. You know, I've got a new TV, so gaming is about to be like even better. I'm, I'm preparing for next gen right now. Okay. Um, yeah, so I did a lot of research. Turns out buying TVs not as easy as you would think. It's it's not just as simple as, you know, going into a store and and picking out, you know, oh man, I want this one. I mean, I guess it could be, but you might end up with a really bad TV. So, you might end up with a Westinghouse. Uh, but <laughs> but uh yeah, I went to I went to a, a number of places to kind of like browse TVs to most of those like major mainstream like outlets like Best Buy, Costco, uh, Target, places like that just to kind of like uh browse and see what was like what was going on and then I started kind of getting digging a little bit deeper into um, you know, other sources like on the internet, um, to kind of like find like a good TV or one that I wanted, uh, like AV forums and, and, uh, ratings and, and a lot of sources like that, um, that I've kind of browsed casually before, uh, for, uh, for various reasons. But, but now I was like actually looking to make a big purchase. And, um, I've been on my last TV for like, 10 years or almost 10 years it's like a 32 inch vizio i don't even know the model number but it wasn't great it wasn't great uh but it is it was like 1080p and it was like the first tv i bought like with my own money um so that was like it was really special to me um and yeah it was just it was just really really solid had it since early 360 um era so yeah it was time for a change though so i grabbed the sony x950g uh, the 65 inch version of that um and it is fucking beautiful it is beautiful yeah um i love it so much um i got it mounted like in my living area yeah yeah it's like a full motion mount too so like it kind of it comes it doesn't just like tilt it it comes out um, which is actually useful because if I'm like doing something in another room, I can like pull it out and then like kind of tilt it or, uh, like kind of tilt it to the side and make it so like I can kind of see it from, you know, wherever I am in that room, which is nice. It sounded a little gimmicky at first, but, um, but no, when you get, when you get those like, you know, instances where you need it, like it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. 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 It really is. And it, even more so than kind of moving it in like a, any direction that I'm at in the room, I find that it's better, honestly, for me to be able to like pull it out of the wall and then like kind of tilt it how I want. Because like, if for some reason I feel like, um, where I have it on the wall right now is not exactly at eye level. It's like just above eye level, but it's so I don't have to like crane my neck every single time. Like I'm watching something. That was the goal, um, was to not do that. Um, so with having the full motion is good because like I can kind of be sitting a little closer or back where my actual couch is like a few, like several feet back. Um, and I can actually pull the TV out and have it tilt kind of in a, in, you know, 15 degree direction. And it's like, it's literally perfect. It's literally perfect. So, um, I, all that to say that, uh, you know, it's, I can't wait for later in the year because I have just a, a regular PlayStation right now, PlayStation four, um, and I'm looking forward to getting, you know, a next gen console. I'm not going to get a pro or like a Xbox one or anything like that. I'm just going to wait for the next gen versions of these consoles to like kind of really dive in so I can really utilize 4k. And so that'll, that'll be nice. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, just having the upgrade of a new TV, I'm pretty sure, like, you sort of run your games through its paces to sort of see if you can see a difference. Uh, kind of, yeah. So the first game that I played was, um, I tried out uh, Resident Evil 2, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say Overwatch. Oh, <laughs> uh, damn, that might have actually been the first game I tried. <laughs> And it wasn't even, it was actually not even to, to, to test the, the graphical capabilities. Cause again, you know, I don't think Overwatch doesn't, it's not 4K capable, at least not on the PlayStation 4. Well, uh, cause I don't it, think it, does it have like HDR or anything like that? I don't even think it has that. Um, to be honest, M- maybe it does on PC, but not on the consoles. Uh, not, not that I've seen. Maybe I need to dig into the video menu a little bit more, but I don't think so. Um, and the reason why I say that is because Resident Evil 2, as soon as you pop that game in, it actually, it detects that you're using an HDR, uh, capable, uh, screen, and it will actually ask you to adjust your settings, which is not something that I thought that the regular PlayStation did. So that was a cool surprise. Like I didn't think that I was going to be able to get HDR uh, on on my console, but I, I can, and it's great. So yeah, uh, like I think with the Sony TVs, sometimes it'll auto adjust for you. So like I know when I'm playing certain games that have HDR, my settings will then like automatically swap to like a, like a deeper uh, color palette. And then once I'm done playing the game, like I quit out, or if I go to another game, or go to the main menu, sometimes. Uh, like it'll it'll revert back, and I'm like, wow, I really fucked my colors up because uh, yeah. it's like night and day. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a really good point. So like that's that's what I actually experienced for the for the first time was like when I was switching between um you know HDMI inputs and like Netflix and Amazon and and like I was just testing out a bunch of like you know uh, using a bunch of reference material. Um, you know, I was on Disney Plus watching like I think Endgame like for the first ten minutes of Endgame or so. Um, because that you can stream that in 4K for free uh 4k quote unquote because i don't think it's actually like native but but anyway um yeah like and it would actually change the picture settings like you're saying like automatically and i think that's the coolest thing um so i didn't have to mess with too much in fact i actually like the out of the box uh settings i don't have to do too much calibration on that um i did have to do some adjustments on the game mode uh color palette because there was the color temperature was very um it was overly warm, so it made all, it made it it made everything look uh, like kind of like I had a sepia filter on it. Mm-hmm. Um, on the that was just the game mode filter, so I don't know what was up with that, but I did adjust it to to change that. Um, so once I did, the games went back to looking like fantastic. So because at first I was a little worried, I was like, oh no, because it's like either I'm gonna have to look at this through this ugly ass Vaseline filter, or I'm gonna have to uh, deal with input lag or something. Um, but no, it, I fixed it fortunately and it looks great. So, um, and it plays wonderfully too, like just very, very little lag. Um, and yeah, I, I couldn't be happier, honestly. So gaming is like on a, a whole new level and I can't wait till like some blockbuster stuff starts coming out. Like I, like Last of Us 2. Last is of Us gonna, 2 is going to be dope. Yeah, that, that to me is going to be like, it, that's going to be the mind blowing game. I might like maybe try, um, I still got my copy of God of War and, and Horizon floating around somewhere. I might try that. Maybe even Red Dead. Um, yeah. Oh wait, that's a hundred gigs. Maybe not. I've got Call of Duty. That'll do. Yeah. I was going to say, did you, did you, did you get that update, man? Oh my God, oh, dude. Boy. 50 gigs. What the hell? What is that? 
Oh my god. Yeah, so um if you don't know, if you don't play Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh they pushed out a new update for season two. And yo, that thing was like fifty something gigs. For it's some 50 people gigs, yeah. 50, for some other people it was like sixty something. Like at one point it was trending on Twitter. What is it? What was it? It was it was it the it wasn't the battle royale, was it? I I'm I'm not sure. I have no idea. Oh, okay, so no one actually knows? Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't, I, I just didn't care enough to, no, okay. Got to, it. to look into it. Yeah. I just, I, I, I just, like I said, I was on Twitter and I saw its trend. Um, yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly, I haven't been on my PlayStation in a while. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, it popped up for me when I was uh, downloading Yakuza Five, and I was like, oh no, you came out at the wrong time, Call of Duty. That is oh. not the time <laughs> to try to install something when I, <laughs> when I'm trying to get Yakuza. Um, but. Yeah, I, I actually do. It's actually downloading like as we speak right now, because um, I do want to play it. I want to try it out just to kind of see like visually what it looks like, because it already looks great on my other screen. So it's about to look phenomenal on this. Um, yeah, I should get on that too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But how about you, man? What's going on? Uh just you know, just busy at work. Like you know, work has been uh, nonstop and. Uh, it's, you know, it's, like, this, this is, like, the point in my, like, this is the point in my week, actually, that, um, like, the world just slows down, and I feel, I feel, like, at peace. I really do. Um, so, you know, once again, shout out to all the listeners. Like, I really appreciate all of you guys, all of the feedback, all of the, you know, likes, shares, everything that you guys do. Like, if it's, if it wasn't for you guys, you know, we'd just be, two guys talking in a room talking on Skype to ourselves. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate you guys listening in. Um, but also, uh, I talked about it last week, but super punch, uh, the, like the new hybrid show on Twitch. Um, that's been like really interesting. And I've been like invested in on that to the point where like, when I jump into the chat, like I get shouted out by like the hosts. That's so awesome. Yeah, so, uh, like that first week that they, they aired, I was in the chat room every night. Um, this week I've been, like, I've been in the chat, but not like throughout the whole episode. Um, but, you know, it's still cool seeing like some regulars pop up and like interacting with them, interacting with the host, you know, uh, Monday through Thursday, you know, yeah, we have our boy Iffy. Uh, he's, uh, running the show pretty much. And then they take like the clips that they do from the Monday through Thursday show to be put on the Friday show, which is, you know, not this week, but next week airing on TBS on Friday. So, um, yeah, like it's just, it's really cool. Like it's a, it's a late night talk show mixed with like Twitch shenanigans. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's something that you definitely have to like tune in to really get what I'm talking about. Yeah. But what something else that I really love is just like the the feel of the show it has like a adult swim type of feeling to it. So, uh just just sitting in like just just you know go watch check out the stream one night, you'll definitely see what I'm talking about with like the running gags that they have on stream. Um, they, you know, shout out to Orange Man, which is a guy in an orange, like, you know, head to toe, like, jumpsuit that's orange. Um, it sounds really wacky. Yeah, that's it, it the is. most Twitch thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. 
but it it works it really is it, it, you know um so yeah so like you know that that's been like something that's been sort of keeping me sane over this last like couple weeks so and it's also gotten me to stream again so once again shout out to the people who jumped onto my random stream last week um i uh super punch they they take in twitch clips so if you clip something on twitch you can send it in and they'll play it on the show if you know if it gets chosen and i uh played some smash brothers and the challenge last week was to play a game blindfolded so I, yeah, so I jumped on Smash and, uh, I was like, oh, let me just jump into a lobby and go blindfolded and see if I could win a match. Yeah, that didn't happen like, <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, it's like my first match I picked, uh, Ganondorf and it was a mirror match, another Ganondorf. So once I heard like the, the match ending, like I, I, I take off my blindfold, I'm like, yo, and now at this point, um, I didn't know it was another Ganon. So in my mind, I see like the, the Zelda, uh, logo pop up. I'm like, yo, did I just beat someone blindfolded? And then I see Ganon. I was like, oh, what? I actually beat someone blindfolded, but then I saw those two Ganons. I saw that I didn't win. Uh, uh, okay. I was about to say, like, I don't even know how you do that. I guess you're relying on just audible, uh, <laughs> the, the audible nature of the game. Like this, yeah, you're just listening out for stuff. So can, um, can you tell like what stage you're on? On like the yeah, based on like music. Oh sure. Uh, what if somebody just like scrambles the the audio though? Can't you do that? You don't have to have like that specific stage music playing on that stage, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, like if I hear like a Pokemon uh, song, like I I could I could narrow it down to like you know a couple stages, or like mm-hmm. if it's a Mario stage, then I'm screwed because it's a bunch of those. So it really falls down to like me knowing the stage, knowing the music. And, 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 and online, for the most part, most people pick, um, either the battlefield form of the stages or their mega. So, yeah, I didn't have to worry too much about that. Okay. Okay. But awesome. yeah, it went horribly. Um, I ended up, uh, <laughs> uh, clipping that and they, you know, they actually played it on air. So, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, and then, uh, at the same time, like still fixing like kinks on my, on my stream because, for some reason, there was like a, like a weird echo on the stream, but I was able to fix that afterwards. So next time I decide to stream, which it's going to be up in the air, guys. Like I, I do a million things. Um, you know, the, the, at least the audio won't be messed up because I feel like they would have used more of my clip if my audio wasn't fucked up. Mm. Cause like I feel like the best part of the clip was me like sort of like, you know, freaking out thinking I won, but then realizing that I didn't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, Super Punch has been like, you know, that's, it's, it's been, it's been helping me out. So, uh, I definitely wanted to shout them out. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's how I've been, uh, you know, as of this episode coming out, February 14th. So happy Valentine's Day, people. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, if you don't celebrate Valentine's Day, you know, happy Friday. Happy, uh, second Friday of February. Um, right, right. Just yeah, another Friday. Just another Friday. But, um, let's go ahead and jump into the video games. Uh, every week we talk about what we've been playing, uh, where there have been, you know, some, some mobile games, some games on PS4, PC, board games. Hmm. Mm. Ah. I do legitimately want to play like board games. Like seriously, I really do. 
bro, all you have to do is just set it up like, yo, Chris, board game night. I'm there. Yeah, I might need to do that. Ain't nothing but a word, my friend. Ain't nothing but a word. I could be working <laughs> on double the next day. I don't care. Oh, wow. So, okay. Okay. I need friends, man. <laughs> but anyways, we're going hey, to <laughs> jump into our What You've Been Playing section segment. So, Rod, what you been playing? All right. Just a couple of things here, too. I've actually already mentioned them. But um, I got to dive back into Resident Evil 2 a little bit. I kind of took a brief hiatus just for uh, reasons. Um, but... I got to jump back in, and it was really, really good. So um, I actually stopped, if you guys remember, I stopped right around the time that you first meet Mr. X. Um, Mr. X is insanely fucking annoying. I will say that. Like, he is a menace, and I never really was, like, terrified by him, but I was annoyed frequently by him. There's a specific, there's a specific section uh, that occurs... At the end of the act in which you meet him, and uh, it involves a puzzle, and I was very frustrated because like I hadn't cleared out this particular room yet full of zombies, and part of that is probably on me, but at the same time, like Mr. X was there, and I was just like running around in literal circles going like, what the hell? Leave me alone. Um, but he is relentless. You cannot kill Mr. X, um, at least not as far as like, you know, normal gameplay goes. As far as story-related reasons, I don't know, but but, yeah, he, he is some, he is a, he's an ever present figure in that game and uh he can be occasionally frustrating but i mean he's also i do love his character design uh like i was i was telling our guest a couple weeks ago um who's a resident evil fanatic like you know we we kind of both agreed that the 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 get up was great um we really like the costume on him because his hat's so dumb i love it um and you can shoot it off that's the best part so uh, yeah, I got to a, a, a area in the sewers where it gets even more interesting because you are interacting a little bit more with Ada Wong, who shows up. Um, not necessarily a spoiler. She's pretty well documented in the marketing. Um, but, but yeah, like it's, that is really cool. Now I won't spoil what you get to do down there, uh, but it is, pretty cool and unexpected i was not i was not anticipating that i've not played resident evil 2 uh the original at least not much of the original one so a lot of this game is is new to me most of it and uh yeah i was a little surprised that i could we could do this one thing in the gameplay and i'll probably talk about that maybe a little bit later as well um maybe in like a spoiler thing that we do but i just wanted to shout that out really quickly because i'm still working my way through it but i hit a little speed bump because Yakuza 5 came out. Oh boy, um, everybody. Grab onto your seats. We're here. Well, we're back into another Yakuza. Oh man. Yeah, I know. And everyone shuts the podcast down, or at least fast forwards like 10 minutes. Oh, no, I don't, I'll, uh, say, but, I'll say that. I've had some people like, yo, I, you know, Brad really loves Yakuza. Let me go ahead and check this thing out. <laughs> We love this, man. We love it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't have too much to say about it yet because I just started it. That seems to be the kind of the deal with these things. Just when we typically record them, like I, I don't get to get too far in uh, at the time. Like I'm only a couple hours in. But I will say this. I think I said this for Yakuza 4 too. But man, 
Yakuza 5 might have the most compelling and interesting start to the games that I have ever, I've seen yet. Like, it is really interesting. Some of them, some of the starts have been like a little bit slow. I would say maybe the majority of them, but that's because they like take their time and build up characters and situations and plot lines. Like, they, they, they do, they're doing a lot that, um, that takes work. It takes time to kind of, you know, um, wrap everything together. And this one starts in a way where I'm immediately pulled in, immediately pulled in. And I'm like, oh, oh, man, how did we end up here? I had to actually go back and reread the last, like, act of Yakuza 4 to make sure that I understood, like, where people were at the beginning of this game. Because I'm like, did I miss something at some point? But not in a bad way, but in just a I'm very interested. I, I need answers right now. Um and I don't have them. I played through the first chapter so far, which is, you know, not not long, uh, literally like an hour and a half or so. Um, and actually, prior to getting on, I had just done some su- some sub stories. Um, I will talk about what I find to be really interesting in this particular entry because I'm not gonna, you know, relitigate everything that Yakuza is. You guys know what the game is at this point, but. And it is that. Yakuza 5 is is that 2AT, but I will say that there are some interesting mechanics that they have actually added. Um, so um, I will also say that Yakuza 5 is, at least this remaster, is the closest to Yakuza, uh, Yakuza 0 that we've gotten, I think, up to this point, or at least as far as I've played, um, in terms of stylistic choices and just basic gameplay. Like, you know, when you're when you play Yakuza 0 first, you know, that's, I would say, a pretty, I, I, in my opinion, that's the best one. Um, you know, it, I've played up to five so far. I'm only missing a couple, but like, that's, that's the best one to me in terms of story. Um, and sensibility, I think it has like the wackiest sub stories as well among the wackiest sub stories as well. Um, and there's a tonal shift that is just very difficult to replicate like elsewhere. And as you're kind of going through the series, you can kind of see that Yakuza Zero was made kind of like after all these games because of just how everything was was built. Um, so, and in those so pretty ga- much, so pretty much, there was a build up to Yakuza Five, but then with them making Zero, which is a prequel, they took that essence of Five and made a prequel with it. Kind of, yeah, yeah, kind of. It it honestly feels like a spiritual companion to Zero in a lot of ways. Like it, it like when you if you were to play Zero and then Five. Like you can, you would feel right at home, um, in a lot of ways. And there, there are, they are different, but you wouldn't feel totally disconnected. Um, and it's a good thing too, cause technically if someone, if someone were to be like, Hey, do I have to play all of these in order? I would tell you, no, you don't. You don't have to play them in order. You only, you, if you only want to play a couple of them, you can. Um, the most of the stories, the characters do carry over, um, but, you know, and, and obviously that comes with like relationships that they have with other characters in the series. That stuff carries over and it's fun to know that stuff, but is it essential? It's not. Like you could play any of these games however you want and you could perfectly understand everything that's going on. Um, they do a really good job of recapping things too. Um, so I would feel comfortable saying that, but yeah, again, spiritually it just feels like it's right in line with zero. So I do think that you in particular, Chris would enjoy five a lot uh, just for that reason. Um, but that being said, um, some of the things that they've added that's interesting is that during combat, 
enemies can actually run away from the battle um, and you don't get rewards. So you have oh. to actually – yeah, so you have to actually be careful and like be cautious of like who's actually trying to escape because you won't get experience or money or items or anything like that like from that particular person if they escape. Uh, so no rewards at all. Um, you know, Or sometimes they'll call backup. So they actually have phones and they'll like run off into a corner while you're busy like maybe – slugging somebody else and they'll actually call reinforcements which could be like three to four extra people um which you know in yakuza terms it's not like the best when they have like uh health bars that are sizable um i had actually i didn't lose of course but i <laughs> i <laughs> but i did have like a little bit of i was getting knocked around a little bit on my first like big boss battle so the combat is not like super simple but they also don't make you insanely weak either they make you i would say pretty fairly powerful uh maybe like mid-tier uh cure you like if at the beginning of five which is good because it's nice to not feel like you're starting at complete scratch again for the fifth time um so that's nice and the 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 level up system is more akin to something like three through five uh or three three and four as opposed to like zero and one and everything which which is also cool uh, and the biggest change is that there are five characters. There are five characters in this game, and they are all in five different cities. So it's oh, so it's a pretty big game then. It's a giant game, yes. So it's one reason why I was a little scared at first to like kind of tackle this thing because I was like, oh god, uh, this I I'm gonna play this for like a hundred hours, aren't I? Um, but it's but there the, the thing is as well as that it's like. It's not just these small areas. These are like legitimately all built, built out, like in terms of cities. Um, I do know that Kamarocho, which is the city in all of the Yakuza games, does make an appearance here. Um, for one of the characters, I just don't know who. Uh, so you do start the game with Kiryu. I do know the other, I do know two of the characters that you, or three of the characters that you play as. I don't know who the fifth character is, which is exciting because I I think they're a new character to the series, and so I'm interested to see uh, what they're all about. I was really hyped on the three characters that they introduced in four, so I'm sure this character will be cool too. But yeah, I'm so interested. You could do so much. You can. Um, in fact, when I stopped playing, I was actually about to drive a taxi, like. In Yakuza. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I was about to like go drive. So <laughs> I was about to make it into Yakuza Kart or something, which is actually a thing oh. in, in Yakuza 7. It's a literally Yakuza Kart. Uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not joking. Um, I think you can play baseball in this one, um, in, in 5. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just love that Yakuza is this weird-ass like Japanese life simulator. I love that so much. So I'll have a lot more to say about this probably next week as I get into it. But I'm I'm very excited. I'm almost I'm probably the most excited for a Yakuza story that I've been probably for the maybe since zero. Like two had a lot of good. I think all of them have good moments. Um, I would say zero two and four especially like like three-fourths of four have like super consistent storytelling um but i also think they kind of vary in terms of beginnings and i think this one has has one of the strongest starts for sure i I need to know what's going on so 
that's Yakuza 5 for now. I'll check back in next week. Chris, what you been playing? Oh boy, here we go. All right, so, uh, like I said earlier in the episode, um, life has just been like a, like a, like a train that's just like mm. running through things and not stopping. Like mm. it's like a, it's like a Hulk. Like, oh, oh nice callback. I love it. Like a black Hulk. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> some people get that. Some people are like, yo, why is this, why is this guy yelling now? Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, it's been nonstop. But I have had, you know, I've had some time to play a couple of games. Um, like I said, played Smash Brothers on stream. That was fun. Oh, just remembered, um, at the end of the stream, I was like, hey guys, guess what? I downloaded the, uh, Persona 5 Strikers demo because I made a Japanese account finally. Oh, nice. Went ahead and did that. Um, and I gotta say, um, from what I've read about uh, Persona 5, it's not, is it Strikers? I think it's like, Scramble. Uh, Scramble. yeah, Scramble. I Persona, think you're thinking about yeah. the Mario game. Yeah, you're right. Um, Persona 5, uh, Scramble. Yes. Um, it is essentially what people thought it was gonna be just a Dynasty Warriors clone. So like, you know, we have Hyrule Warriors, we have, uh, Fire Emblem, Warriors, I think. Um, yeah. Just like, you know, there's all of these like Warriors type games that's just like a Dynasty Warriors game, but just in these different franchises. Right. On paper, yes, that's what you're getting with this. But the care that they put into this game can essentially be its own like direct spinoff of Persona 5. Like the, the feel of the game. They have cuts, like the way they do the cutscenes is straight from Persona 5. They have like their animated cutscenes that are like straight out of Persona 5. They pull in like, I feel like they pulled in a lot of, a lot of the essence of Persona 5 into this game. So if you're coming out of Persona 5 and you, you know, you're worried that's just going to be like a dumb beat em up. No. But in, in ways, yes, but mostly no. They, it, it, it does a good job of, from like the moment to moment of like being in a battle against a bunch of, what do they call it in the, in Persona? Are they just demons? Uh, Heartless? Ar- not arcane. Um, oh god, I think they might just be personas. You're just, okay, so. I think, I think yeah. Um, you're you're essentially fighting them in like these battles but then you're also like sort of moving in like these environments sort of like how like the dungeons worked in Persona 5 but then you also have segments that you're running around in the city just like Persona 5 and it sort of looks like it's ripped straight out of the game mhm so, and, and that's a good thing to me because the appeal primarily to Persona 5 is the the art design and the music and things like that. Yeah, so it's all there. The art design, the music, um I, I like I said like the way they they uh the characters interact with each other in the cutscenes, like all of that is there. If if you were watching someone play this game and you didn't know that it was and like before they get of course before they get into like a battle or whatever, you would think that you're watching someone play Persona 5. It's awesome. So, now, now this is a sequel, right? 
Yes. So it is a sequel as in like it takes place a couple months after the events of Persona 5. Okay. But I have read that if you you if you haven't, you know, you know, if you never played Persona 5 or you didn't finish it like me, don't kill me in the comments, guys. Listen, I'm I'm at the final. I was at the final palace and I don't know what it was, but I just I like, 100 hours in. I literally had like another what felt like ten hours because it was the last dungeon. Yeah. Um. I don't. I forget. Something happened and like I couldn't finish it. I don't know if I had a. I think I had to sell my PlayStation. It was something like that. Okay. But um. So so like I said, I never finished the game, but I I I get the gist of what happened. Um. You you you're not gonna be lost. Granted, like I said, I'm playing the Japanese demo. So when it comes down to what was being said in these said cutscenes, I have no idea what they were saying. But the whole like ambiance, the whole feel of the game, like I felt like I was at home. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. So high marks on the demo. Um, really excited. It's coming out on the Switch. It's also coming out on the PS4. Um, my pick, honestly, though, is going to be the PS4 version. Um, the Switch version is serviceable but it's 30 frames um i think it's like it i don't even think it hits 1080p it's like 720p or something like that like it it doesn't look great but it, it works it's not horrible um so yeah so like once this game comes out eventually in the west um i will be picking it up we'll be picking it up on the ps4 uh, maybe at some point, if it goes on sale on the Switch, I'll most likely rebuy this for the Switch just to have it on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like it's already like a thumbs up for me. Like I'm excited for this game. Nice. Yeah, I I think it's a cool it's cool in concept. I'm I'm a little bit worried about the the Muso stuff because I'm just not like the biggest fan of that genre. But um, but I think I might check it out anyway because like you said, if if the if the aesthetic of Persona 5 is there, that might be enough to carry me over um, mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe push through the gameplay of it. Um, but yeah, sounds cool though. Yeah, but I'm like the like they they threw in like have like Persona's having weaknesses, um, being able to do like a plus one attack type of thing on those weakened enemies, um, doing like an all out attack like that's all in the game. Very cool. Yeah, so good, so good. So yeah, so I've only pl- I only played that for like a very little bit of my what you've been playing. I've been gushing about this game for what it feels like maybe ten minutes. But I, I literally only played it like maybe twice. A bulk of my what you've been playing this week, um, and and I also want to like preface this by saying that uh, Animal Crossing is out what next month, right? Or yeah, uh, dude, we're less than like six weeks out. Listen. Listen here, listen, guys, fans, mm. listeners. I am fucked. <laughs> I am well, screwed. Why is that? You want to know why? Yeah. Because I picked up this little game that was on sale in the eShop. This little game that I thought, hey, maybe I'll be able to just play this, you know, here and there. I don't really have time to really play too much this week, you know, working doubles here and there, working on side projects here and there. Like, I don't have time. Y'all, listen, I have no fucking self-control. 
Want to know how long I played this fucking? I even I, I'm not even talking what the game is yet. Want to know how long I played this fucking game? Guess. Mm. Just don't. Uh, guess. fifty hours. No, no, I pumped in about, and this is the last time I checked, so it's probably more. Let me add in some more time. At this point, I probably pumped in about seventy five fucking hours in this my is... time. My time at Porsche. The whoa wait what exactly this game is so good god damn it i wasn't expecting this and 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 by as in like you know as like so fucking good you have to be like a fan of these type of games like if you are a fan of like harvest moon animal crossing um any type of like life simulator game this game will have you hooked in. Like, it is not even like the characters have me like, you know, pulled in and whatever. Like the, it, it, that's there, but it's more or less like the, the, the gameplay loop of like a fucking Harvest Moon game of you getting your own farm or ranch and having to, having to have to build it up from scratch. That right. shit, that shit fucking gets me, my man. So, like a star stardew valley thing yes yeah so stardew valley harvest moon animal crossing if any of those games just got you excited with me talking about it this is a pickup Mm. i'll say now this is a pickup um like i said it's essentially that same type of like you know your you know your grandfather your father whoever leaves your ranch and this is more or less you're a you're like a jack of all trades. You're a, like you're an adventurer. So like you you go into like these caves to like you know uh, defeat monsters, or uh, you could go into certain caves to mine um, for like resources, mine for like artifacts. Um, use all of like those resources to then now create uh, just like items. Like you could create. Uh, like uh you can create like things in your in your home like like bookshelves uh uh-huh. um benches you could create uh just things around town so like at some point uh oh the mayor was like hey uh people are complaining that the the you know at nighttime we have no lights which is true right at a good functioning town always needs like you know lights street lights you need them you need so, them like so yeah so like the the biggest the, the big pull in this game is that you're a you're sort of like a contractor so the town will like put out these contracts for uh these contractors to make you know some sort of item for them and you're like you know it's you and like two or three other like you know contractors in the town you sort of you're fighting for these contracts to like build things for the town and it's like it's like a rush of like damn as soon as this uh you know you wake up it's like you know maybe 6 a.m uh, you maybe have like an hour to then like go to town and sort of wait for the town hall to open so that you could go into like the commission's office and be like, yo, what's new? I, I'm, I'm ready to get a new commission, but there's like the top, uh, contractor in the town. He's like, you know, always there right at yeah. 8 a.m. to try to take like the best, uh, commissions from you. So, you know, there's like a little rivalry there. Um, and like it's, Fuck, I played too much of this fucking game. It, it sounds like it. Yes. <laughs> like to to the point where um 
I, I, like, I'm playing this on Switch, so like I brought it to work to play on my break, and like I forget it like uh, on my way home. I'm like, oh shit! If it was literally any other thing, like my 3DS, if it was like, depending on how I'm feeling, if it was like my phone, I'll be like, you know what? I'm already halfway home. I'll come back tomorrow and get it. Right. Tell me why. Almost to my house, I'm like, yo. I left my fucking switch. I need to turn around and go back home, <laughs> go back to the store so I can get my switch and play some more my time at Porsche. I, Most I likely after we finish recording this, I will jump on that and play it. I'm it, my things myself. I'm most likely. It, I will. I'm going it, to. Right. You've already accepted it, it sounds like. Yep. Well, yes. Oh my god. So like I said at the beginning of this, guys, when Animal Crossing comes out next month. You got, it's I, over. I hope, I hope there's a show. I hope you can find <laughs> me because I will be so heavily invested in trying to get out of debt from Tom Nook because you know that bastard's gonna get you at some point. Oh yeah, he is. He's on a. You're on an island, and she's gonna find some way to get you. Or he, he is gonna find some way to get you. Yeah. So. Wait, does Tom Nook have a wife? Hmm. He has. He has kids. I'm pretty sure there's some sort of like Animal Crossing nut that's like, yeah, it's this person. But uh <laughs> but yo, yeah, I'm I'm and what's crazy about these type of games is that I will pump in like like this much time into it, but then like completely drop it like a month later. Yeah, well and that's how they're designed. They're designed to like, you know, you do little bits here and there until you just get tired essentially like they these games aren't meant to binge on they're not meant to be binged on (laughs) meant yeah i mean it's it's and i I think what gets me is that since you're building things you have like these you know workstations where it's like all right i want to build a i want to build like a transport like a like a car for the town for the transport system so it's like all right i need to get like certain materials to I, i have to first get the materials then i have to go to these workbenches and like craft certain parts for like the bigger contraption so like this car that i'm talking about so you have to craft out like the wheels you have to craft out um like glass fabric the seats and all of that like takes time so when you're working on like these contracts or working on like building something it could take you know maybe a day two days maybe a couple of days depending on like the resources that you have, whether or not you have to go get more resources, whether or not you even have the right fucking, um, like, uh, workstation to even build a thing. Like, I'm at a point now where I'm sort of, like, hard stopped in the story because I don't have, like, the right workstations. Like, I have to upgrade my workstations. And so, upgrade my workstations, I have to go into the ruins and, like, mine these data disks and get enough of these data disks to turn into a research center so that they could then uh, pull the data from these uh, data disks. And that doesn't take a day. That takes maybe about four to five fucking days. But wait, if you pay them even more data disks, it could take even less time. So, shit. Now I'm in a fucking mine the whole day. Trying to get data disks and trying to get resources so that I could turn it in for what is a chance to get the workstation that I need. 
it sounds like we've circled back to what you said originally when you, you said the I'm keywords. Fucked. Yeah, yeah, you have a problem. <laughs> oh, that's who you guys. <laughs> oh boy. But I've had fun. It's kept me sane. It's kept me going this week. Good. Yep. But <laughs> um I mean, I feel like I'm I'm not even far enough in the game. Like I feel like there's there's still more in the map. I'm only in the second month of the game. And like this game does like, you know, every month is like a season. Mm-hmm. So like I'm still in the first year. Like I haven't upgraded my house yet. Um my person, of course, this is the type of game where like you can romance certain people in the town. So like I'm romancing uh what's her name? Petra at the research center. Um and I feel I feel like that's mostly because I th- I think she's like she's she she's sort of like racially ambiguous so I think she's black but she's sort of like she looks like if you ever watched Big Mouth she sort of looks like um mm-hmm. do you watch Big Mouth? Uh no I've seen it I kind of want to though okay um one of the characters in that show I just I can't remember the name now but like she she looks like that but she's you know of course an adult and um. Once again, shout out to Fire Emblem. Uh, my, my main squeeze in Fire Emblem was Petra. So I was like, yo, there it is. Match made in heaven. Let me go ahead and every time I, I go into town, buy her some flowers, then go to the research center and like, yo, what's up, Petra? Look what I got for you. Give her roses. She's like, wow, I would have never expected you to give me roses. <laughs> She's shocked every time. So yeah. now it's to the point where we were complete strangers. Now we're acquaintances. Oh. Tune into next week. To find out where we go from there. I, for one, am waiting with bated breath on on what's <laughs> happening next. To be honest. Oh man, like this game is fun. Like it's it it has like its its teeth like sunk into me right now. Absolutely. Like I have Resident Evil Two to play. Like I wanted to play that, but you no, know, I had to go into eShop and see what games oh. were on sale. Oh, uh, that was crazy. Is that I bought other games too, and I haven't even touched it because I was like, "Yo, my time in Porsche. Let's see what type of game this is." Oh my god, you truly do fucked, have an issue. Guys, I, I am fucked. You you could have been talking about Resident Evil Two with me, man. What, what's happening? Ah, oh, man. Next month is gonna be the reckoning. <laughs> we gotta rein it in. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what I've been playing mostly. Like I said, about seventy five hours. Uh, I'm not. I am. I am ashamed of that completely. <laughs> I, I am not proud of the, the playtime I've pumped into this game. But it is what it is. It is what it is. It's twenty ten. Like if you want to play my time with Porsche, you want to play Animal Crossing. It don't matter. Enjoy yourself. Play. Have fun. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. Oh boy. Well, I guess yeah, we'll definitely tune in for next month. Maybe maybe you shouldn't stay away from Animal Crossing. Maybe just stay I, far away. Honestly, so I have a like I have a, like some big things like work-wise and like personal-wise happening in like March, April. <sighs> I don't think I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to do it. Uh-oh. I don't know if I'm going to do Animal Crossing. I'm sorry. I just made it sound like I was going to... Fuck life. Fuck work. I'm just going to play Animal Crossing. No. As in, I'm going to, like, I think I'm going to have to do a hard pass 
on Animal Crossing, but I'm weak. I'm gonna pick it up day one. Yeah, me too. I'm def- well. I don't have as much of a problem as as you do, seemingly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I am definitely gonna pick it up for sure because it, I mean it, it genuinely does look awesome. Like I'm, it, it's like the type of game I feel like I need in my life right now. <laughs> Listen, if you want to scratch that itch, man, my time at Porsche. No, no. I don't know if I'm trying to scratch that kind of itch. Yeah, yeah, I think you're in like in between two games right now. Yeah, don't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, they don't do it. But yeah, that's that's what I got this week, man. We can go ahead and uh <laughs> go ahead and move on. Um Yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh we're gonna go ahead and jump into the news. And uh this week it is hmm. Who would have thunk? Who would have thought? That anthem will be back in the news, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and just jump straight into it. Yeah. So, uh, this past week, we've, uh, I want to say, I, I, I think she, let's, let's go back a, like another week. So, um, I think it was an article on Polygon where they brought up the fact that Anthem still had the Christmas tree still up. Christmas lights, Christmas tree. The whole nine was still up, and we're yeah. in February, guys. It's very sad. So, very sad. Um, so, you know, people were looking at that. They were thinking, dang, I guess that's it for Anthem. This is, you know, this is like the, the, the Titanic song. Um, like the sink, like the ship is sinking at this point. But, uh, this, you know, the, the very next week, we got some news that Anthem will be rebuilt from the ground up. So, uh, pretty much what people have been saying, uh, over the past year that Anthem, you know, sort of rushed itself to release and they're hoping on banking on pulling a Final Fantasy 14 of like doing a whole revamp and like pulling people back in. Uh, I mean, Final Fantasy 14, they've done it. Uh, Warframe, they've done it. Destiny, multiple times, they've done it. Uh, EA and Bioware, they want to try and, you know, strike that same chord and there's they're still investing their money and time into anthem rod what do you feel about that how do you feel do you think they should just let this ship just sink and then Uh, okay Uh uh-huh and then just like you know use those resources on other games or i mean what are you what are you thinking man what are you feeling um, a few things, a few things here. So I definitely don't think that they should just let it die if they think that they could genuinely bring something new to the table. We've seen reboots like this. Um, the, I think the best example of this is, um, is, is not only, I think Destiny is, is a good example of this, which I mean, some people might argue and say, well, Destiny was never bad to begin with. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. Destiny 1, I think, had a better case for that. I think Destiny 2 started out pretty well, but Destiny 1, I, I don't think it was a great game, like, on just the base game. I think it had, it did some things right, and I think it did more right than Anthem does on its first try, um, but ultimately, I don't think it was, like, what people, at least my opinion, was that it just wasn't what people 
wanted it to be. It wasn't what I wanted it to be. Um, but I think Taken King changed that a lot. And I think we started seeing the blueprint of what Destiny could be. Um, I think that's a good example. And I think even a better example is Final Fantasy XIV with A Realm Reborn. Uh, that was a game that complete, that, that was a game that literally relaunched. Uh, it wasn't just like a reboot or anything. It was like a, or, uh, or like an expansion pack. It was a literal relaunch, a reach, a redo of this, of this game. Um, I, so it could be done. Uh, point blank. It can be done. Now, that's dependent on a few things. What can they accomplish? Like, what are the goals? What are they looking to change? Now, Casey Hudson uh, from Bioware actually put out, like, a big statement kind of saying, like, you know, kind of going over what the mission statement is going to be with things like this. Um, and, you know, it was a little vague in terms of what exactly they were fixing, but they were looking at revamping a lot of actual, um, they were, they, they were looking at improving performance. They were looking at improving the loot system and things like that. Um, I'm not sure if they've actually announced what they're doing for like maybe the, um, like traversal system and things like that. Um, or if they're going to change any actual systems with that. When you say rework, I, that's what I think. I think, I think everything has a potential of getting, uh, completely revamped. Um, but we also are seeing that or hearing that a bunch of people are leaving, uh, that branch of uh, Bioware, which I think is located in Austin, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, I might be wrong about that, but I'll, I'll definitely look that up. But, but that particular branch of Bioware, apparently people are, are leaving. Um, so if that's the case, if we're working with a, stel- a skeleton crew, then, you know, how much can they realistically get done? It's hard to really tell, but at the end of the day, hey, this, it, it, it's possible. It could be done and I'd be interested to, to kind of track that and see what's going on there. Hmm. I, mm. <laughs> you don't agree. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, that's. I wish I could play the the gif of like or like the video of like the person like loading like the shotgun shells, and um, put just putting out the and putting out that that animal out of its misery. Just one one shotgun shell. So you 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 think that they should Ow. absolutely like just say nope, just leave it alone completely. Ooh. I, I don't want to say who wants to go back to Anthem, but who wants to go back to Anthem? I know that. All right. So before I get like slayed in comments, I know that, you know, I know some people, I have like some friends that they enjoyed Anthem, but of course, you know, the gameplay was really shallow. Um, like the game literally like once, once you finish this quote unquote story, like it, it just existed. So. You know, who's to say, like you said, that they can't, you know, pull a Final Fantasy Realm Reborn and, like, reboot the game? But at this point, they're pumping so much money into, like, something that no one cares about. Right. And I don't want to say no one cares about, because people... A small amount of people like this game. So who's to say... Who's to say... What I 
have to say about this game matters. Like, if if people want this game to live on, let it live on. And who's to say that I won't be eating crow a year from now? Let's go ahead and archive this, guys. It's our well, I mean, it's archived because it's recorded. But right. guys, episode fifty-one, SSJ Blackrod is here saying we don't care about Anthem. And here it is, a whole year later. <laughs> SSJ Blackrod here saying I'm playing too much Anthem. Oh let's god. See, let's see if that happens. Yeah. I, 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 no, go I, ahead. I, I I'd hope for it. Like, I'm the type of person where, like, I like to be proven wrong, but in this case, I, hey, it is what it is at this point. I mean, what, I mean, what do we get if it's bad? Nothing, right? Because we probably won't play it if it's, if it's like bad, if we hear See, it about, about that's it. That's a waste of time but... and resources. That's the thing I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, it, it is, I'd, but I'd rather, I'd rather, you know, this development team be like shifted onto other projects than to, for this like skeleton crew of like a, whoever knows how many people was working on this, for them to work so hard to bring this game back up for no one to care, for no one to like buy back into the game. And then for them to get shut down, like that's, I don't want to see that happen. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. But you know, I also think that this maybe Bioware feels feels that they've already, you, you know, they've invested a lot in this game, and they they don't want to let it go, and they don't want to let it die so easily. And if they can come up with a reboot that's actually interesting and and valuable. Uh, viable in this industry i think that they have a very large hill to climb for that but you know who i i don't think it's impossible well good on them i want to see myself eat crow let's see what happens <laughs> from now all right next up uh what's going to be our last story of the evening uh let's talk about e3 again which seems like we're talking about it every week but yeah. this is a bombshell this yeah, is big. huge like, I read this, this, was it this morning or was it a day ago? I think it was like a day ago. I can't keep track of time. All I'm doing is playing my time at Porsche. When did this, this news <laughs> drop about a day ago, right? Uh, yeah, uh, did we, today or yesterday? Yeah, it, it, it was earlier in the week. I couldn't tell you. But anyways, um, you know, the, the, the industry vet, you know, this man has been to numerous, like, it, which feels like all of the E3s, Jeff Keighley, will not be attending E3 this year with, oh man, that's huge. Think about this. This, you know, he, when you, when you think about Jeff Keighley, he's like, he's the, the, the gaming journalist that you like, you think of when you think E3, when you think, you know, of course he runs the video game awards. Like this is his, you know, environment. This is his, like, this is where like he makes his content. This is where he like, this is his zone. But for him to go out there and say that he's not liking the direction, not liking, you know, what, what it was a specific thing he said. What was it? Um, he said that knowing what I he says, paraphrasing, knowing what I know about the show as of today, like, you know, I'm uncomfortable in attending. <sighs> Man, 
That's saying that's saying very little. But that's saying a lot. Yeah, I mean the implication of that is is pretty big. You know, we've we've discussed, and we don't have to relitigate all of that here, but you know. We've discussed before about on the show about how, you know, Ether is, is changing. When we had Data Dave on a couple, a few weeks ago, you know, we had a big discussion about like, you know, is E3 necessary? Like it's changed. I think we all agreed, even if we disagreed on, you know, whether or not it was necessary, I think we did come together on the fact that it's changing and, and it's evolving into something different. Um, and, you know, we, we don't know exactly what that means in terms of like the the end goal because the ESA has been doing just the past year it's been just super wonky like that whole doc situation from last year um that was never properly addressed from Sony pulling out of the show um to now Jeff pulling out like it, it's just they're getting so many people backing away it just seems like what they're doing is it, they're pulling it in a direction that they don't want it to be in or, or or other people don't want it to be in where it's less traditional industry, more kind of spectacle, which I mean, that sounds silly because E3 has always kind of been about spectacle on some level, um, but it's even more accessible, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I think you could have an E3 where you let the public in and it's not automatically terrible. Like I think that that could happen. You just need to change the venue, uh, accommodate those people more, accommodate the guests more, um, make it so that they have, they actually have things to do. Um, because otherwise it's just an influencer event. It's just a, a place where YouTubers can go hang out. I don't know. What do the YouTubers do? Uh, make dank memes or something. I don't know. Like, wow. I, I don't know. No, no, Rod. Those are the TikTokers, not the YouTubers. The oh. TikTokers are doing that. Oh, okay. The YouTubers okay. are flossing. I think. I think they're still oh, flossing. God. Um. Oh, no, so no, I, no. That's Ninja. The Twitch streamers. They're flossing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me yeah, come did, correct. Did Let you me see, come correct. Did you see that New Year's uh, Eve? That's, yeah, that's what I'm. We're New Year's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, with E3, it's just shifting in all sorts of directions that we just don't know what the hell is going on. Um. Uh, and what's going to happen. Um. And, and the fact that Jeff is pulling. I mean, he's Jeff Keighley is a huge, like, stalwart in in the gaming industry. Like, he is a big figure who bankrolls a lot of this stuff. Um. You know, he he produces a lot of the biggest things that that the gaming community really kind of runs off of uh, E3 Coliseum, Game Awards. Um, I believe he does the opening ceremony for Gamescom. Like, he's, he's everywhere. He does a lot of stuff. So, I don't know, man. That's kind of where I'm at on it. You want to know where I'm at with it? What's that? I think, and we've said this before, E3 is... It's a, at this point, it's like a consumer show. Like, it's for, for the fans. Um, I feel like we won't, we won't really get any huge worthwhile announcements from this. Like, that's just not going to be the case. 
not when you know major companies can now can they now can control the narrative of how their news gets put out because think of it every e3 what's the issue that we have especially for us who like we scour the net for news every day whenever it comes to e3 oh that leaked a week ago oh that week that leaked a month ago oh we already knew about this at this point when Sony, Microsoft, and, and Nintendo can have their own directs, have you know the state of play, Nintendo Direct inside Xbox, when they can control their narrative of like them putting out the information on whatever they want to put out the information for, why, why waste the millions of dollars in marketing budget for something to leak when you can control the narrative? That's what it's all about. These yeah. companies, these companies, like you know, at this point, it's more or less that like it's a was a pomp and circumstance where like they're just there for the show, like they're there for like the fans. At this point, you know, Sony is like, hey, we control so much of the market share that we don't have to show up anymore. Y'all still gonna buy our system? Y'all still gonna buy our games? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's cool. We'll just, we'll just, you know, the state of play. We'll, we don't even have to do our convention anymore. Y'all will come out and buy our stuff. Yeah, you're going to pay attention. Like, why share that market? This is what I was trying to say a few weeks ago. Is that like, you know, you're. Sony doesn't need E3. None of these companies need E3. To to be honest, Nintendo mm, barely was- needs E3. You know who what? needs E3? You know who? who? Oh man, this is a horrible shot. You know who? <laughs> you know who needs E3? Google Stadia. <laughs> oh man, damn. That's that's what you were gonna say, right? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I was yeah. gonna say. Yeah, Stadia. They need. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like none of these, uh, none of these companies need it anymore not like they used to like they all microsoft doesn't even technically they're they are they're at the microsoft theater they're not even like actually at the venue officially they just happen to drop a conference around the time of e3 and they happen to show games off there nintendo you know we all know that they've been doing a direct for a few years now sony's not going at all so really like if you really want to be real about it like none of them like are going to the show like in an official capacity ea um ea just declined going a, a few a couple years back so now they have their own thing ea play a few days before the show um you know it's just a consolidated time for these people to release or these manufacturers to release you know information about their new products um and and that's it like you don't need you don't need this particular time or place to get that information out i think people have grown up with e3 for like you know well over 20 years now uh 25 would be exact i think um and, and i think that's the expectation but expectations can change over time and habits can change over time and i don't think that E3 is immune to that. And I think we're going to start yeah. seeing that. You know what's funny? So, like, my shift of, like, you know, when we started this podcast, like, I was like, oh, man. Like, I, you know, at that point, I was, like, a communications major. Like, I want to, you know, games journalism. That's what I want to do. 
it's it's not even that anymore. Now it's all about content creation and being an influencer. So now like they're they're shifting their focus to that. And like just the way like you know, news and like the way uh like you know streamers and influencers like can they could promote these games like the, the whole the whole bar ballpark has changed like it's 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 i don't know like, like just like you said e3 is it's only running because it's a thing that gamers come to expect every year to get new news about video games to get yeah. like to see like you know what's coming out in the fall um but at the end of the day like for people like for me like like you know I haven't been to an E3 but I've been to like you know uh to like conventions where like you know um I could get like an E3 like experience and to tell you the truth at this point I'd rather go to something like PAX or hell I'd even like if a company could like sponsor me to go to Gamescom I'd rather go to Gamescom than E3 hmm yeah, I, I no honestly. Hell, like, I'd rather go to the Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> than yeah. If you're a member of the public, you should absolutely go to probably any of these other shows. From any, from everything I've, I've ever seen about, like, well, I mean, it's only been a two years, but from what I've, I've seen from both from the public and from like industry, E3 is just not. It, it's not where you really want to be for the, the space is not built for the public like but like it's something like you said it's something that like just growing up hearing about e3 like to this day i still like i know people that like now that they're either old enough or now that they have like a good enough job where they can save enough money to go to e3 and now that it's open for people to go to e3 they're like oh wow look i'm going to e3 and i'm like oh look no one cares. Well, yeah, and no one cares because it's not that same vision. So people, the people who grew up with that that idea, they're not getting the same experience that they would have years back. Like that that vision that 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 they got from watching it on G four or Tech TV, whatever. Like you know, or from reading about it in yeah, Game Pro. Actually, yeah. uh, attack of the show, like that whole coverage that they had during E3, like that's, that's what, like, like I said, as like a, a, a young college student, I was like, you know, games, journalism, like I was like, yo, I want to do that one day. Nowadays, it's like, yo, let me just start up a stream. Let's, yeah, it's just do a podcast. It's, it's, it's not, it, it's not that anymore. And it's not just the ability to just kind of go up to a game, walk up and just like, play it you know it's like it's waiting in a line for seven hours to play some game that's going to be out in two weeks like that's not what the vision was and that's not what people are getting at e3 and that's why i said uh, you know a little while back um you know when we had this discussion last i was like hey you know pax is a better e3 Gamescom is a better E3. If you go to Tokyo Game Show, it's probably a better E3. All of these events are functional specifically for the public. E3 is not. Even if they open their doors to the public, it wasn't meant physically and and, and structurally to be something that supports uh, the public in any meaningful capacity. Uh, and so, you know, this it's... The ESA, the ESA can't seem to, to to find that balance. They can't seem to find that to juggle that. And so, you know, publishers are and manufacturers are saying, "Hey, well, we don't need this anymore. If you're going to make the experience shitty or more shitty, 
uh, you know, uh, continue to leak all of our information and things like that. You know, this is, these are not good things. These are not good signs. And I mean, I think the, the, the decline of E3 is something that's, I feel like fairly obvious, like that writing's on the wall if you like really look back at it. Um, and, and not surprising in the least. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we always say this, we, you know, this is a developing story, but is it though? Is it? I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's written on the walls. Um, I mean, of course, E3 is still going to come show up. We're still going to talk about it. We're still going to cover it. Um, we're still going to, you know, like it's still going to be a thing to talk about, but man, times are just different. It really it's, is. It's different. It's different. And, you know, we will, um, you know, obviously we'll, we'll cover what needs to get covered concerning that. But I mean, if anything, I kind of want to fast forward and see like what, what the real reasons are for a lot of the industry, like, like what the, the, narrative is because apparently it didn't even get to the session uh it didn't even get to the the money bit i think jeff Keeley was in his uh twitter uh comments like telling people that like they didn't even get to a negotiable price point um but before any of that the talks broke down so it was some mm. it's some other stuff that's going on you know this that, is about to be a shit storm yeah shit flying everywhere yeah, it's about to be. What's another another example we could use? It's it's about right. to go down. Yeah, I think you covered it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's gonna be it this week. Um, we're gonna go ahead and roll the red carpet onto ourselves. Self promos, Rod. What you got? Oh man, go ahead and play more games as usual. Definitely do that. Have some fun out there. Definitely don't forget to leave us a comment or a rating on iTunes. Should I play that uh, podcast? We really appreciate it. Every little bit helps. Y'all, drink more water. Back up your your phones. Uh, it's, it's Valentine's Day. Hug somebody. If you don't have somebody to hug... Um, and you have a switch, uh, go to the eShop, download My Time at Porsche. It's on sale. And just periodically just find someone in town and just like, hey, here's some roses. Here's, here's like a ruby I found. Here's a chair I made. This is the sign of an addict. This is what you don't want to turn into, kids. <laughs> Guys, just play video games and have fun. And with that, We'll catch y'all next week. We appreciate you. Have fun. Stay beastly. Peace.